with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Dressel. With me is Ryan James. Hello. And John Hardesty. Sure. And Chewie was not able to make it today. Um, she's very excited about that. Uh, so <laughs> whatever She's do you been mean? giving me shit all week yeah. <laughs> for my excitement of our Civil War. Yeah, so that's what we're doing today. We're doing, I know I said at the end of last week that our next episode was going to be The Hateful Eight, uh, but it's not. Because we got because you're a liar. I'm a liar. We got a <laughs> really, really, really cool guest uh, who can only be here next week. So we decided to do one of our new things, which I mentioned back, I think, in January that we're going to start doing new stuff. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash after the hype or on Twitter at John help <laughs> ATH underscore <laughs> podcast. I'll remember that at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still yet to. But it is that. not this day. Yeah. <laughs> So not this day. go with Facebook. Don't <laughs> yeah. go to Twitter. We don't even know our Twitter handle. Yeah, I, I've never tweeted. I don't. I don't know what tweeting is. Maybe we'll have a video about Brian learns how to tweet. I also don't know how to instantly gram. It's I way. Don't it's way after the hype yeah. on, on Twitter oh. and Instagram. <laughs> I, I don't know what any. It's time for you are. to learn, Brian. I, I think we all wish we could instantly gram. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get started today with what is going to be a new thing called hypotizers, and that's gonna go completely against our namesake of. After the hype, and we're going to talk of things that we're actually hyped about and things that we're excited about. And today's episode will be a little bit different than what we normally do. We're actually going to do a little bit of um, an actual after the hype part of this, and then we're going to talk a lot of the hype stuff, which is uh, all Civil War and not that Civil War, the comic Civil War, the thing. Marvel Civil War. Yeah, the Marvel yeah. Civil War. So we have uh, some Civil War two uh, stuff to talk about. We have the movie that's coming out in a week or so here to talk about, and then we have which will be our after the hype, the two thousand six comic book run, which we all three slammed our way through in the course of about four days. I don't think, was it, John, was it your first time? Yes. Uh, okay, so John was the first timer. Brian and I had read this before, but I think we read, we got a little deeper in the tie-ins this time. Yeah, I, I read it when it came out, but I only read the um, the main run. Okay. At that point, I was kind of very, very anti-tie-ins, because I was like, no, fuck you, I will only spend what I want to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seven books as opposed to 106. That was a way healthier time in my comic book habit, when I would just like sometimes pick up books that looked good. Yeah. Now I have a pull list and they, yeah, too, way too much money. <laughs> you just show up, it's like, that'll be $100. Yeah, yeah. I show up and they know me and they're like, oh, I got that cover you want. I'm like, fuck, I'm well too known at this comic book store. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you said you want to get started with Civil War Two, right? Yeah, so I think to put this all into context, I, I could talk a little bit about a panel I saw at WonderCon with Brian Bendis. And he was kind of uh, For those of you who don't about, know, Brian Bendis is mm-hmm. like the Marvel guru right now. Like yeah, he's he's, kinda, he does all the big events and like the, he's like the creative in charge at Marvel dealing with their overall story arcs. So he did a panel at WonderCon about what's upcoming in Marvel comics. And uh, the, the main uh, draw of the thing was Civil War. Um, so he was kind of talking about somebody asked him, like, OK, Civil War was 10 years ago now. The movie is coming out. Uh, but why did you feel the need to do it again in the comic books? And his answer was because we have an all new, all different Marvel Universe. So if anyone's not following at home, uh, Bruce Banner is no longer the Hulk. It's now Amadeus Cho. Um, we have Miles Morales as Spider-Man. We have uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. We have, uh, who else is different? Uh, X-23 is, is Wolverine. Kamala Khan is Miss um, um, Marvel. Miss Marvel. So they, he wanted something um, to put these new superheroes through. Oh, uh, uh, Jane Foster as Thor is, is oh, another right, one. Yep. Right. Uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. So um, it's kind of like this big shake-up event uh, that they want to put all the Marvel superheroes through to kind of like change their perspective on being superheroes and 
I think with this all new, all different universe, they're all pretty young. So I think the Civil yeah. War two is gonna kind of make them grow up a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's kind of it's kind of like what he said. It's kind of necessary because it's like the whole vigilante thing. I mean, I mean, DC does their own kind of version of it. It's never mm-hmm. quite this extreme. But it's kind of that thing where it's like you need to – it's checks and balances. It's like you mm-hmm. need to know how far you can go before the people would actually be afraid of you. And this is kind of that moment. Yeah. I mean this kind of came after – I think in Marvel Comics in general, this came after however many years of superheroes just running around pretty unchecked. I mean kind of Spider-Man always got a bad rap from Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil always was kind of hunted by the police. But by and large, Iron Man, Captain America, these extreme super rich Fantastic Four uh, – like superheroes were able to run around and and police themselves right and it's i i really like the idea of doing it again like because it doesn't i get that it's called a sequel and that sort of stuff but Mm -hmm. it kind of feels it feels a little necessary Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm excited to read it i i really love um especially the new ones i love the new miss marvel i think she's one of the coolest characters they've written in a long time yeah and one of the promo photos they've released because her hero is carol danvers who is captain marvel and one of the first photos released is her ripping up Carol Danvers' photo. And it's like, oh, oh I yeah. love these little things of like, like you have to go against your heroes, which was a big thing in the original comic run, which we'll yeah. get to Let's, in a right, little bit. Right now, I think. Um, well, okay. So at that or? point, I will throw up the spoiler warning, which we never do mm-hmm. on our show. But if you're very worried about the upcoming movie that it might follow the old comic book run, from here on out, we will be talking about things that happen in the old comic book run and possibly in the new movie. So if you want to go in completely blind, bye! <laughs> uh, Listen to our next episode yeah. on <laughs> Hateful Eight or... Yeah, yeah, Hateful Eight or Star Wars, which is coming up soon. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Like The the coolest thing for me as when I was reading this back in 2006 was I loved the relationship between Tony Stark and Spider-Man. Yep, me um, too. And that was always the major thing going into the upcoming movie that we have coming up soon that I was really afraid of it being lacking. I know that they're there and I know mm-hmm. that they're on the same side, but like there's something about that, like I will do whatever you need me to boss. Like I love it's, that. It's more, it's so much deeper. Um, it's a jokingly father and son relationship, which I love so much from the comic books. Yeah. And it is, it is, um, I mean, this is what we're, Oh, I don't even know where to start with this. One of my major problems <laughs> and fears about the Civil War movie is that it was done too soon. Is that there's so many characters that were quintessential to it in the comic books, like, like Stephen Richards. Strange, Reed Richards, <laughs> Spider Man, um, that they haven't just, just those guys, those minor characters. They right? haven't given the the cinematic universe enough time to breathe and like mm-hmm. build these relationships because Spider Man in the comic books he's always broke and wanted to be an Avenger so desperately. So when Civil War rolled around, this was his time, his chance to actually join the Avengers for real. Yeah, and it was, and he was just so excited to be working with Tony Stark. Like that yeah. was like his major thing. And then Tony Stark builds him a suit. And yeah. he's just, like all of his dreams are coming true. And yeah. Like just the the slow realization for him as the book goes on that he's on the wrong side. Yeah. It's. I know it's not going to be in the movie, and I know we were talking earlier. We think it might be Black Panther who kind of takes that role. Right. Um. But that's my biggest fear in the movie. And I know like you can't have the book be the movie. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. Yeah. That's the wrong way to go. You should adapt it, make it new, different. Otherwise, we're just reading what we've already read or seen or whatever. Right. Um, we, we might as well go see Sin City. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like there's a merit to that, too. But at the same time, like especially with this, yeah. like, the, the Marvel universe has been different so far. Yeah. Like very similar but different. And I think this is kind of keeping in line with that. But I, I am a little concerned that some of those really – 
like heartstring pulling moments just won't be able to be in there because of this. Yeah, I mean another thing that we got out of the comic book that I really loved besides Spider-Man's like rise and fall was um Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, Reed Richards and Sue Storm, oh, their mm. relationship falls apart this over over the uh, Superhero Registration Act. This is the re- one of the strongest relationships in Marvel Universe, and it is torn in two by this uh, event. And uh, there's just no chance that anything like that is going to happen in the movies. If they had gone the route of... Um, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye and followed that relationship instead of giving him a wife and her the Hulk, uh, that this would have been an amazing <clears throat> chance to rip them apart. And they like have that on again, off again friendship thing going, but it's not as strong as if they had a romantic uh, romantic and relationship. I'm guessing based on the... I've only watched one trailer and I watched it once because I don't want... Like I was saying earlier, I don't want too many things spoiled for me for the movie, but from the very little bit I saw, I think that's what they're trying to do. Right. I think they're trying to make them that relationship. And it's yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, there's something about... Like, uh, we were talking the other day when we were getting ready for all this, like the the tie-ins that we, since we were trying to plow through this so quick, like what we skipped and what we didn't skip. Mm-hmm. And like I skipped certain things that you didn't skip and mm-hmm. you skipped things that I didn't. Um, but the thing that I read consistently the whole way through was Fantastic Four. Because mm-hmm. I was yeah. never that big into Fantastic Four that came actually after Civil War that slowly became one of my favorite Marvel books ever. Like I've read so much Fantastic Four now because of the events in the Civil War back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And... Their whole storyline through this whole thing is just fantastic. Like I love Ben just going fuck it, I'm going to Paris. Like, yeah. Like I just, there's so much just cool shit in there. Like the Avengers yeah, there's, wasn't there's, the only team that was torn apart by Civil War. No, and I'd say it was almost worse for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, and the Fantastic Four really grounded grounded the drama, like the real struggle of the the registration act. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd already liked the Fantastic Four beforehand, mm-hmm. just not it hadn't quite solidified why I liked them until I saw them tear at the seams. Mm-hmm. When once once they were all apart, it was just like wow, they were kind of they're they're holding the whole Marvel universe together in my in my right. opinion. The X Men are always like back and forth, like with their members. Fantastic yeah. Four are the Fantastic Four, but, but they're also Forever. yeah, like it's the metaphor of family. Like they've got yeah. the family thing, and they're really kind of that core value of the superheroes of of the Marvel universe. How would and say? that's sadly one of the few things that they just have not been able to nail in any one of the three. No. Four, if you count Roger Corman. Uh, well, and I would make an as- like any of their movies. And aside that, that maybe the generation we're in right now, like we, there could be something in the society that we're just kind of still figuring out stuff to where I don't know if we can give like family enough of a, a just a genuine shake. No, I I think it's there and it can be done. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just like when people said they couldn't do Captain America. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. Like he, he's too much of a Boy Scout. He's too happy go lucky. Like it just can't be done. And they like, nailed it, and though. they nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it can be done. They just need somebody who's a bigger Fantastic Four fan. <laughs> right. Like, Because I just don't think... Yeah. I think the guy who did the the first one was a fan. I don't remember who it was right now, but I think he was because it was there. It just he wasn't the best filmmaker. Yeah. The only thing I want to say is if you didn't get a chance to... It was all over the web. Like, the original filmmaker's ideas for this newest Fantastic Four reboot, they were great. He had, like, some yeah. really solid ideas on paper, and then uh, it was seems like it was torn apart. In the creative process, probably Fox had something to do with it because they needed a larger-than-life superhero movie when it wanted to be a little indie sci-fi flick. And that's what it needed to be. And yeah. I, I think for, especially young for kids, Tessa, especially, for yeah, yeah, it needs to start there. Yeah. I mean, because even if, like, in this book, and we'll get off our Fantastic Four right here in a second. Yep. Um, but Team even Fantastic book, Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, when they meet, she's 13. Like, that's Reed Richards is 20 yeah. and meets a 13-year-old um, Sue Storm, and you're still like, Ah, uh, they're gonna love each other someday, but right now it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I came across that scene. I was like, 
Oh, I forgot that. Oh, ooh, oh yeah. okay, yeah. Let's I mean, let's let's go back to the present, please. Yeah, seven <laughs> years is not that big of a gap in real relationships, but to a thirteen-year-old, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to move on to something, uh, some Avengers business, some Iron Man business, and one of the things that they really missed the mark on that I'm going to be a little sad about in this movie is the uh, Illuminati. This okay. is all road to civil war in the comic books. We actually get to see Iron Man uh, come to the Illuminati, which is the the world's group of secret superheroes. It is Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Professor Xavier, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Namor, Black Bolt. Am I, can I, uh, am I missing any? I think that's it. Uh, and they've been kind of secretly running the world for years, and it shows this in The Road to Civil War. Tony Stark comes to them and slides the Superhero Registration Act across the table and says, this is coming through U.S. Congress, and it's probably going to pass and we need to get on the right side of this before it comes out. And there's just nothing like that. I mean, the only thing like that is the Banner-Stark relationship they hinted at in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I, I'm going to miss the most about that, I mean, they even when the most current that now I'm reading now, the Secret Wars thing, they still go back to that event. Like, it's that such event like an important was event. the biggest thing in the Marvel Universe almost. And it was like... The the thing that I loved about that moment in the comic books was Black Panther. You see, frame by frame, all the hands go up in support of it, and Black Panther stays down. And he just goes, you guys are idiots. You're starting a war. Just walk <laughs> away from this. Yeah. And he leaves the room. And I thought that was such a great moment that somebody was keeping a level head. And that was always Black Panther's role. He's in Wakanda. He doesn't get, like sucked up in all these uh, superhero alien fights and stuff. He always tries to keep it grounded and... and be real, you know? I also kind of, I mean, this is, I mean, take it for what you will. I think the the fact that they don't have another world to kind of deal with, kind of like, I mean, they, they will kind of do with the Black Panther now, but without Namor there. Yeah. It's kind of, like, I like having that other thing they always have to deal with with, like, Atlantis. And, yeah, and uh, Black Bolt, too, with the uh, Oh, yeah, and Black Bolt, yeah. And, but what you're saying there actually kind of leads into my next thing, and this is when I mentioned spoilers earlier. This yeah. is the big one. Uh, for those of you who don't know, who are still listening... Uh, or watching Captain America eats it at the end of Civil War, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, and that's like after the event ends, he's going to jail, and um, Crossbones and actually his girlfriend, Agent Thirteen, murder the fuck out of him. Yeah, now granted, wanna... Agent Thirteen was under um, a spell or whatever from uh, some brainwashing, Red Skull. some yeah, hydra brainwashing, yeah, from Red Skull, and um, she shoots him in the belly like three times. Like it, it's he's definitely dead at the end of this, and a lot of the speculation going into the movie yeah. was that either because of Robert Downey Jr.'s contracts or just because he's been more of the Captain America role than Captain America in this universe, is that he's going to be the one who dies at the end of this as opposed to Captain America. And then they announce that he's in the next Spider-Man movie. Right. It's like, you just killed all fan theories. And like, for what? What do you get out of that? Like, why can you wait three weeks to tell us that he's going to be in it? I know. That was a weird thing. Uh, which makes me think that maybe the end of this movie won't have anything to do with it. You want okay? So for the listeners, you want to just run through kind of the comic book Civil War yeah, events. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so we have Tony Stark brings uh, this um, superhero registration act to all the superheroes and tells them they got to get ahead of it. Um, it. It ends up passing, and uh, Captain America refuses to like unmask and turn himself in and start reporting to. I think it's is it the U.S. government or is it Shield that they're going to report to in the comics? Uh, it's the U.S. government, but the act is being ran by Shield. Okay, so then, oh, yes, uh, to both. <laughs> yeah, Captain America um, decides he's going to go underground and, and run from this. And Tony Stark actually convinces Peter Parker, Spider-Man, that he needs to reveal his identity on live TV as part of the superhero act, which works out so well for Aunt May. <laughs> 
Yes. So uh, going through this, uh, kind of all the teams are like torn apart by deciding to register or not. Uh, half the people kind of join Team Iron Man and register as superheroes. All the masked vigilantes on that side kind of reveal themselves. Uh, on the other side, Captain America, I think most of the like street level, what they call street level heroes in the universe, like uh, Power Man, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil um, they all go Would with have Captain been Jessica Jones, but she just had a baby. Yeah. And they kind of like, they want to stay secret. And then what ends up happening is uh, basically Spider-Man realizes the error in his ways and fights Tony Stark and runs away from him, gets his ass brutally kicked. Oh, and man. in one of my favorite moments in the entire event, the Punisher of all people <laughs> kicks in the door in Captain America's secret underground lair, holding a bloody Peter Parker in his iron spider suit and says, we got to help this man. And of course they do, because they're the good guys in this, this whole event. Captain America and his team like kind of take up take on Spider-Man and and bring him back to health um and Spider-Man puts on his old suit and has joined uh Team Cap. Yeah, I mean the the thing that I think they did a really good job with in the comics that I'm I'm again concerned if they're going to be able to nail it in the movies is they did a really good job of no matter how much they disagreed it was clear they definitely still wanted the same thing and they both acknowledged on both sides mm -hmm. all we want is to help people. Mm -hmm. So like they disagreed about how to do it, but like even like they have a moment where um, Captain America and Tony Stark have to meet in I don't remember which stadium, mm -hmm. but just to talk about things because Happy, uh, who's played by John Favreau in the series, uh, gets murdered, and after that he's like, "Did you do this?" He's like, "No, I would never do that. Like mm -hmm. that's not what we're doing here." Right. There's like, even that discussion they have uh, a little bit later in like that kind of small like abandoned house, too, where they just come to they basically come to blows man to man suit you know taking the suit off they yep. fight it out work through mm -hmm. their issues they don't come to any resolution but they're like we should have done this weeks ago yeah. like there's <laughs> there's those moments and then i i think after that they they end up either getting tricked or somehow they all come together on the raft isn't it the prison yeah which they uh, i know you haven't seen the uh, all the trailers but I, it's I've, in the movie I've heard, yeah, I, I've heard. <laughs> um and then i've heard they uh yeah it comes to giant blows and captain america eventually just goes wait a minute you guys avengers stand down we're fucking fighting. This is stupid. Uh, oh, that was on the raft. That was in. Um, that was in like the middle of New York. Okay. Well, it's, it's so started, it by New Yorkers. Didn't it yes, start there and then right. they get transported? Because yes. like cloak yeah. and dagger. Cloak and dagger. dagger. Yeah. Oh, classic cloak and dagger. Yeah. So in the middle of New York, Captain America basically throws his hands up and uh, lets himself get arrested. Well, he does that after he beats the fuck out of Iron Man and is about to basically yeah. take Iron Man out. I yeah. don't think he's going to kill him because he's Captain America. Right. But as he's about to do it, a bunch of New Yorkers tackle him like, get him, get him, get him. He's like, what? I'm winning. He's like, no, you're not. Like, And he looks around and sees they're basically blowing up the city and yeah. he goes, I quit. Yeah, and this is after a few superheroes <sighs> have died. I mean, the uh, who died at the beginning of the event uh, to kick it off? Goliath. Uh so that was uh, one of the Robo major Thor things. blasts yeah. a hole through him. Oh yeah, that was another weird thing. Reed Richards makes a clone of Thor, and that's definitely not going to make it in the movie. No, yeah. <laughs> well, Thor's still alive. Yeah, so yeah. That, that is that is one instance where maybe for adaptation's sake, let's just leave that out. Yeah, I don't need Robo Thor. <laughs> and then I'll Thor take so two Chris M. Yeah, but <laughs> basically, uh, Captain America is being transferred uh, prisons, and in that moment, he uh, they like totally uh, elaborate this, uh, make this elaborate plan with the Red Skull. Where Crossbones, although we don't know it's him yet, is in a window. Captain America sees his sniper scope or his barrel or whatever and actually dives in front of somebody to stop the bullet, which was their plan all along, geniusly. Yeah. Um, and then all you see is Captain America's face and you see blam, blam, blam. 
and he's down. And much later, you, you do find out that it was uh, Agent 13, who was his personal liaison in S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, actually, who has been introduced in the movies. Yeah, she's yeah. in the movies. She actually, you know, delivered the killing blows with her pistol because she was brainwashed, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, she had a really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> So her that the issue where it's just her therapy session is really really good. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that we did, haven't really mentioned yet that I wonder if they're going to try to do at all is the the real catalyst for this that they very smartly did mm-hmm. um, was they made a catalyst in the actual series as opposed to something outside the series. So if yep. you weren't if you just like I did at the time just picked up the Civil War books you were in it from the beginning. It wasn't like you were like, well, I had to go back to the road to Civil War or something like that because it's right in right. the beginning. Um, it's the Young Avengers, right? Uh, the New Warriors, I think. New, it is. Warriors. New Warriors, yeah. 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 New Warriors basically go and try to take out a, a nest of superheroes and base, or super, super villains. Super villains, yep. And uh, is it Nitro? Because they, they make Nitro. a reality show. It's yeah, really they dumb. They're filming a reality <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they uh, Nitro explodes, right? Yeah, and he kills something like 600 people. Yeah, something, uh, and then a little small town in Connecticut. And a lot of kids. And like, yep. that's really what made people go like, well, if the superheroes cause that, what else can they cause? And I, right. I wonder if the movie, it so, doesn't look like it. It looks like yeah. the movie's just solely going for the events of Age of Ultron, of a- Avengers. I think they'll have something. They'll have some sort of a, a, a catalyst. Here's, Maybe not quite to the scale of Stanford, Connecticut, but like... Something because I mean based on I mean I've I've seen all the trailers and TV spots so it's like there's oh, you something didn't watch that TV spots that's yeah. just like spoilerville yeah well, yeah I don't care I so the, I mean <laughs> I, I've, read, I've read the books I know I kind of know what happens and yeah, vari- yeah. variants I'm like okay what can you really surprise me with yeah unless like events. the unless yeah. Fantastic Four show up Basically which I would be like scenes. what yeah that'd be crazy man it seems like in the movie they're gonna they're going for the events of Age of Ultron as being the big like well we gotta the put these guys a check yeah uh, the uh, Sokovia yeah. Uh, events because they it seems well, like in be, the movie they're actually calling it the Sokovia Accord because Superhero Registration Act probably doesn't translate to film very well. Yeah. But okay, what, yeah, that makes sense. I would say that's one thing that the movies are doing interesting, you know, because the comic has that that one event, but mm-hmm. in our movies, our comic movies, there's been a lot of just destruction, wanton destruction, and mm-hmm. so they're kind of playing on that based off of what I've seen in the trailers. Like you've got mm-hmm. this event, this, this, and this. When's it going to end? And I, I feel like that might be even just strong enough. Yeah, and then th- yeah. they uh, they're using the. Um, it's actually very similar. The whole in the comic books, uh, Scarlet Witch has been a good Avenger for a while, but she kind of lost her mind, and she does the same kind of like mind control, and she ends up sending the Hulk off on Las Vegas, which he completely destroys. They did that in I think Brazil in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they decide to send him to space, and I think kind of him just Let leaving on on the jet was the equivalent of that. When, when, I, when so. it happened in the comics, I was pretty sad. Surprised and sad. Because I didn't, I didn't know that they did that in yeah. Civil War. And when he was like shot up well, in they the did space. That, oh, ways before Civil War. That was just kind of a recap. A yeah, recap? It yeah. was much deeper in the Hulk comic itself. Yeah, okay, that, cool. that was more of just a, this is why the Hulk isn't here, kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Because when I, when I saw that in there as a recap, I was like, oh, that's right. They sent them off. But it was, yeah. it threw me off. Because I, yeah. They tricked him into thinking that only the Hulk could survive to fix this satellite or hack the satellite i don't remember exactly what <laughs> hulk hack the satellite to hulk the satellite to hulk the satellite yeah. <laughs> and he gets there and he's like uh this is a shield satellite you don't need me up here oh you're sending me to space forever because you can't kill me he hulks out on the uh, spaceship and they don't send him into the sun he lands on a remote planet and becomes a gladiator warrior it's a really good book <laughs> planet hulk is i mean for fans of yeah. comics that's like the one hulk movie everyone wants the, yeah actually there was an animation that was pretty good yeah the, oh yeah, yeah the, 
I would still love to see Mark Ruffalo have to deal with it, but <laughs> as a, as a but team, yes, as the animated do film, it. if you get a chance <laughs> to see it, it, is fucking great. Yeah. As Team Ruffalo, yeah, I'm all, I'm team on board. Ruffalo. So let's get back to what the Civil War, the characters that are in Civil War, in the movie or whatever. The yeah, comics, well, finish well, the, out well here we have I kind of want to tie it into the movie a little bit, mm-hmm. which we've been kind of doing the whole time, anyways. Um, but like the 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 thing that I really want to think about right now is uh, the it's a slight difference, but I think it's important to notate that this is not the Avengers Civil War. It is Captain America Civil War. That's a good point. Um, Because a lot of the complaints with the original series were A, the ending is super abrupt. It's really just, if you don't read any of the the, uh, epilogue stuff, it really just ends with Captain America going, I quit, and it's just boom, end. And you miss out on- His death, actually, yeah. You miss out on his death. You miss out on uh, what you point out to me is one of the best books they wrote in the whole thing, which is Confessions, which is amazing. Um, You miss out on a lot of really cool shit. But the other complaint was that Iron Man isn't really, they did a bad job painting both sides as even. Like the whose side are you on yeah. was really like, well, Captain America's, yeah, this whole yeah. thing. Like it was just like, well, Captain America, because uh, yeah, he's right and Tony Stark is clearly wrong. Yeah, basically. That was definitely something that I came across while binging this comic series. Yeah, they I was make, like, they make Iron not, Man the villain. Yeah, this isn't. And this isn't a difficult choice. You've made this choice easy for me, Captain America. Yeah, yeah but honestly, like, the best part about it is that Iron Man wins in the end. Yeah. I mean, he loses because everybody loses. Yeah. But in the end of it, Iron Man, uh, you know, the the Superhero Registration Act is still going strong, and Iron Man is actually named uh, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he wins while losing. Yeah, he loses big time, but he also... His goal is achieved. But I mean, if you don't t- read the a- confession, you don't know that he lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there is an Iron Man book somewhere before that where yeah. he's just like, it's all about the one night he has where he almost drinks again. Yeah. And it's a really, really good book. Like, that's my favorite thing about this because I never read the tie ins. Like, some of the tie ins are phenomenal. Yeah. That's a um, bummer that they haven't really approached that in the movies uh, that Iron Man has a drinking problem. I don't think they're ever going to. They can't because it's a kid's movie, I, th- I yeah. think. But that is such a strong part of the Iron Man character. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to what we were saying, uh, I think my major concern is that I would like them to be able to show both sides more evenly. Mm-hmm. But since the movie is called Captain America Civil War, I think Iron Man is going to, I mean, Iron Man, we know Zemo's in it, um, yeah. but not as Baron Zemo. I think it's something like Sergeant or something different. We'll they see. Change it. Yeah, I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> I'm more concerned that it's just going to be Tony Stark's the villain again. Like mm-hmm. it's, I'd, I'd really like to see it. It would be nice if... if- it wasn't just as simple as that because in Age of yeah, Ultron, right. essentially Tony Stark's the villain. He kind of caused all that mess. He's He's been kind of a, a dunderhead in everything but his own movies. And even then, he's still like, it'd be interesting if they took it further or did something more with it than just the, oh, he well, has this act. It does look interesting that in the trailers, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. kind of has all the, the lines you have sympathy for. Yeah. Like yeah. when he, you know, you... You knocked my friend to- uh, Rhodey out of the sky, or whatever happens in that scene that's in yeah. the trailer. And I thought you were my friend. Like, you know, I'm just trying to help you by passing this law, and I'm trying to give you a heads up, and you betray me, and you go on the run, and like now you're a fugitive from your best friend. That's dumb. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to do a better job of it in the comics. I'm just concerned that it's going to end up the same way, where it's like I, I just I don't want to see Iron Man as a villain again. Well, I love Iron. Man. We talked about this uh, yesterday, actually. You and I. Yeah. Uh, all hopes are on them bringing back Red Skull. Yeah. Because uh, he actually, in the comic books, it, it is revealed that Red Skull is pulling the strings behind the scenes. He has infiltrated. Um, 
has planted one of his Hydra agents as Sharon Carter's therapist, which is how she's able to get brainwashed so easily. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Red Skull was such a good villain in the first Captain America movie. And, even you know, they don't recast. But even if it wasn't Hugo Weaving, that would well, be gr- fine. Well, he said he doesn't want to do it again. So I think they'd have to recast it, which is easy to do with all of that prosthetic. Right. Yeah. But uh, they seem to not want to anyway. Marvel seems really hesitant to and it ever recast somebody. Which is really because they've already done it. Or make a big deal out of it like they did with Mark Ruffalo. They're going to yeah. have to do that soon. Yeah. Anyway, or just no, kill off the characters. Kill off the characters. Yeah, it's one or the other. So but I, then, but then also lose the audience that was in it for the characters because they're not factoring in the mass audience that doesn't quite care that there's a different Captain America. Like, oh, it's not Chris Evans, Captain America. Right. Not gonna watch it, you know. So I, I mean, it seems yeah. like what's gonna happen is this Baron Zemo or Zemo character, whoever that actor is playing him, is it infiltrated the government and is like getting this uh, act passed to make the heroes fight and this is honestly probably going to tie into infinity wars i bet somehow he's working for thanos and to make earth weak uh and ripe for invasion yeah i mean but i would mm-hmm. just i would love to find out like the chain of command i don't i mean this would be a lot to throw in this already very jam-packed oh, yeah. movie but i'd love to find out that zemo's working for red skull yep who's only working for thanos because at the end of captain america he got rocketed into space yep and like that'd be a really cool series of events but I, I mean they haven't shown anything regarding who's the mastermind of all this in the trailer right. so the like, only way you know is if you pay attention to like the announcements when they said Zemo's in it it's like oh so he's the villain mm-hmm. so that's where like I look at the trailer and I go that big like aircraft carrier I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's the end of act two so I think there's a whole act three with a villain that we just haven't seen yet and whether or not they're getting along or not or anything yeah. but, like clearly I think that's where it's going to end up going and I haven't read any of the reviews I don't know that's not technically a spoiler it's just me guessing based yeah. on my comic book knowledge no, I, I I did read that you're talking about the scene where we the classic shot we've seen where the heroes are actually running each other about yeah. to fight. I heard that's one of the best set pieces in a Marvel movie yet. Now, okay. what this movie should probably have are ramifications because right. every every Marvel movie in this in the in the phases seems to kind of have a reset button on a few little elements in oh, terms of no. like character development, character relationships. They kind of shift around as if the previous movie never happened. And I, I want some... I, I think mean, that was per a the comics, thing. Yeah. Per the it, comics, well, I want... Sp- specifically for Age of Ultron, he wanted to make a standalone sequel to Avengers, which yep. is... Really counter... It was really countered what Kevin Feige's been trying to do by yeah. building this whole connected yeah. universe. Clearly, there's just a lot of disagreeing there, and you can see why Joss Whedon said no to the third one. Like It all kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. But I, I agree with John. I'd really like to see this... This be the Avengers movie we didn't really get with Age of Ultron. Like this one have the yeah. ramifications. This one have the everything that kind of span out from there. Yep, would be really cool. So, so that, that way, in the Spider-Man movie, when Iron Man's in there, there's like weight behind his them. appearance. So really, is we what can kind of get that two yeah. scientists coming together, being like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Oh, sort they, of like in the way that yeah, Bruce Banner and hard. Tony Stark came together at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah. It's like there's a there's a buddy movie in this that I want to watch. You yeah. Know? Well, because especially. Iron Man doesn't have his buddy anymore. We don't know yeah. where Bruce Banner went. Except we know he's in Thor Ragnarok, so we're guessing he's in space. That'd be cool if they yeah. actually shot him <laughs> to Thor. Well, like, that is happening. He yeah. is in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he is, but like yeah, tie it, it in like that it. way. Like we got to get rid of the Hulk somehow. Like that'd be cool if they threw the that in there. <laughs> Thor, will you come pick him up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. to dump my girlfriend anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thor's like, my car broke down on the <laughs> on the Rainbow Highway. <laughs> I need uh, to make that rainbow connection. <laughs> That's the lamest dad joke you've met in a while. <laughs> and with that, I'm out. <laughs> I, I think maybe we should bring up maybe the the the, seg- the sections of the comic that really kind of stood out. Because as much as I like the uh, Fantastic Four stuff, the uh, Frontline 
arc. The Frontline um, comics really stood out. I can't out. really mention much, but that was one of the ones I just. <laughs> but like the 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 Ben Urich and the other the other reporter, mm-hmm. like it was pretty cool how they kind of wove in and out and saw the conspiracies and basically were kind of on the ground level of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, they interview both Captain America and Tony Stark, and both of them get to the heart of what was driving them, and like they reveal them to be, you know, shameful. Like you you guys both were bad in this, and so each shot yeah. is like Captain America being like. <sighs> okay, fine. I did, you know, like feeling a lot of shame, and then Tony Stark also feeling that same level of shame that he orchestrated way too much and dealt like crossed too many lines himself. Uh, I'm going to totally interrupt you. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool? Because Ben Yurick's dead in the Marvel universe. Yeah, if you right. guys don't know, he died. Daredevil. Oh. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if at the end of this movie, if they kind of went the same way and it was Karen Page interviewing the two of them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I mean. I would. I gotta say that, that I was really happy with Daredevil because they actually did weave into season two of Daredevil. Should I be a masked vigilante or not? Like mm-hmm. that's what Civil yeah. War at the heart of it is. Like, should we have uh, these people who are able to run around at night with costumes on that nobody knows their identity, and who gives them the right to to be the judge, jury, and executioner? Wouldn't that be a cool surprise so, if you just uh, saw to, Daredevil to just in the in the side, like just as a throwaway, and they'll, like, never, oh, do it, they'll never do awesome. it. They'll never do it. A cameo with Daredevil or Karen Page would be just absolutely heartwarming and yeah. fantastic. Or uh, dude, Daisy Johnson from uh, Agents of Shield. That would make the most sense. It yeah. does. Yeah, I don't see it happening because they didn't do it. They didn't even have. Um, uh, Coulson in Age of Ultron. So I but, doubt they're going to bring any more TV shows in. But the reason TV why I bring up like, like the frontline comic arc is that a lot of what made, for me, Civil War so compelling wasn't the main seven-issue arc. Right. It was all the fringe. It was all, everything that was around it, all the other issues. So like the, the, the things that weren't the heroes specifically that I found the most interesting. Like there's when they go to Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and they're just getting ready to like, we got to go, you know, get out of there. And then like the heroes come in later. That's cool. Hooray. But like it was like those side moments where everyone's kind of coming to grips with, all right, it's midnight. Mm-hmm. Got to do even the drunken, the, the very first volley against the superheroes, the guy on the rooftop that Tony Stark takes down. Mm-hmm. It's just like, shit. Like all those moments, like are more like they were more interesting to me than just the main kind of arc itself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually bring up um, something that I think, and you can you can cheer over me saying this. <laughs> Batman versus Superman did something I right. It. it was great. They did something right <laughs> that the Marvel universe has not even gotten down yet. And is that they gave their characters weight beyond what we've seen on the screen. They gave uh, Bruce Wayne a deep, rich history that we only got hints of. We got, they got um, Wonder Woman, uh, gave her a deep history that we only got hints of. Mm-hmm. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have to see every single person putting on their underwear for the first time. <laughs> And going out and fighting crime. You hit the nail on the head. One of the things I love the most about what DC has been doing right now Mm -hmm. is I love that. Because there's something about these lived-in superheroes that, Mm -hmm. especially somebody who's in their 30s who wasn't around at the beginning of comics, that's what I grew up with, Mm -hmm. which is these developed superheroes. And that's what I love, and I love seeing it. And like, there's something awesome about watching Tony Stark build his first Iron Man suit, and I loved it. Right. But do I need to see Thor regain his power? Like, they tried to do it with Thor, but they still had to shoehorn in a, an origin story. And right. Like, that movie would have been so much stronger had it just been, this is Thor. Yep. He yeah. shows up, and he fights crime, and he's been, he fights his brother, who he's been battling with his whole life. Yeah. Uh, the best thing they've done so far is the beginning of the Hulk movie with... Uh, Ed Norton, where there's just kind of a recap of his getting his powers. There's something really awesome about that that I really wish they could pull into this somehow. Yeah. So what I loved about the Civil War event is that it came at this peak of everybody like reaching the maximum part of their lives, 
Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have gotten together, and Jessica Jones is pregnant, and that's scary. They had a baby. They had a oh, they had a baby they by Civil War. Yep. yep. So they have a baby to take care of during all this. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man has been living with the love of his life, Mary Jane, They're married, ma- happily they? married yep. forever, uh, <laughs> and this is the moment where he actually has to unmask himself and finally puts his whole family at risk uh, to all of his supervillains. Which, as I said earlier, turns out really well for Aunt May. <sighs> yeah. She gets the, shot in the belly, by the, the way. Best, <laughs> yeah. The best story arc to come out of this is Kingpin is in jail, and when Spider-Man reveals himself, he's like, okay, I gotta kill Peter Parker. So he sends a sniper to track him down, and he's like sitting outside of his hotel waiting for it, and pulls the trigger, but of course, uh, Peter Parker's spider sense goes off and he dives and uh, tackles Mary Jane out of the way and they turn around to see that Aunt May had taken the bullet instead. And that grows into just like some of the greatest comic uh, Spider-Man writing it, of all it time. It launched um, Back in Black, yeah. which was awesome. So Spider-Man decides that he's no longer a hero in his own mind and he goes and digs out his old black costume, which is actually like a thread and needle thing before it became the Venom suit. Mm-hmm. And he runs around the city just beating the crap out of all of his supervillains looking for Aunt May's killer. So what else happens that's really good in the uh, in the comic event? I mean, okay, so I was talking about this being lived-in world. I mean, we have this lifelong friendship of uh, Tony Stark and um, Steve Rogers that they've like hinted at. I thought you were my friend. And the fans on the internet immediately uh, immediately blew up like, but we didn't see them being friends. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I, uh, if I was into internet blowups, which I'm really not, because I uh, I like talking about it, which is why I have a podcast. So yeah. I guess I did still kind of internet blowups, but still, uh, we're blowing I, up I, after the hype. I exactly. totally agree with that complaint. They yeah, never seemed like friends. Right. They had some somewhat pleasant conversations, and that's it. They were never friends. Yeah. I mean, it's probably you could probably solve it with a line where it's like maybe Tony Stark is delusional, which okay, or drunk, <laughs> or drunk. I could buy that. Yeah. But like, yeah, they've never established their friendship. They're mainly like, uh, I'm okay with you for now like mm-hmm. but i will be so so willing to take no, you down they are total co-workers they're yeah, like right. oh yeah i respect him he does That's his job but would you ever go out and grab a beer with them no no i don't like him or we we respect each other's space and if yeah. you take you know if he sets out a superhuman registration act i'll take him down yeah that's like how, I, that's how like, I am with all my coworkers. If you if you make a <laughs> registration act, I'll take you down. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know how they're going to make this seem like Tony Stark is actually trying to help Steve Rogers by bringing this in early. To me, this whole movie is just going to play like Iron Man hunting down Winter Soldier and Captain America not wanting that to happen. Yeah, which I really hope it doesn't mm-hmm. just go that way. But that's I agree with you. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this thing closer towards the end of the uh, the episode here, and I want to bring up what's something that happens in the books that you really want to happen in the movie that you know will definitely not happen. Oh, we've hit that. We've hit so many of those. Yeah, but what's your number one? Um, number one for me is... I'm speculating about Iron Man and, and Peter Parker's relationship. We kind of hit it in the beginning that we really think that they're going to hit some parts of that, but the idea that one superhero... I have two. Uh, okay. So the idea that one superhero <laughs> is on one side and then realizes over the course of the event that he's wrong and changes sides Mm -hmm. that is a really powerful moment and then the black panther's role of being the level-headed one almost the entire time and only joining the fight to stop the fight at the end i think those two perspectives are really important in the avengers team okay john that scene with the punisher bringing spider-man in but i know it's never gonna happen no it's definitely not but it it, it, even though i knew it was happening gonna happen in the comics i didn't know when and then when it did i was like whoa and to have john bernthal bring in spider-man i'd be like 
moment when he just <laughs> murders the shit out of the two villains yes. and just goes, what? Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was the Punisher. That yeah. Was exactly what you expect to happen. Well, and we haven't really had a ruthless superhero or anti-hero in the Marvel realm just because it gets a little on the dark character. You can make the argument for Daredevil. You can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't, I don't see the TV and the movies as connected in like very they much it sometimes way. sometimes yeah. people wear captain america co- kids wear captain america i save costume. myself a lot of anger if i keep them separate <laughs> <laughs> uh mine is going to be the thunderbolts okay i know they're not going to ever bring the Thunderbolts. why would they in- bring ross back if they weren't going to do thunderbolts you think they will i think they might make it a tv show that would be uh but i would the thing is that <laughs> well okay it's it will definitely not on, be in the movie it's going to depend on how suicide squad does yeah that's true but yeah. there's something about the Thunderbolts, especially if they brought him into the movie the way they did in the books, which is like, we need to raise our numbers. Yeah. These guys say they want to help. <laughs> and like the end of the book where they show the shot of them and it's like um, oh, yeah, bullseyes that. in the middle yeah. and just like shitting and grin like, ah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you mean, you just mean the fact that we need villains to join the war, but Marvel has no yeah. good villains yet. Exactly. So it's kind of like, it's definitely not going to happen. Loki's keep, not showing up. They Loki's keep killing them off. Yeah. yeah. Malekith shows up. Like, yeah. I thought you were horribly hammered and then a, thrown into another planet. I'm a time lord. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Can I add? I want to add one more thing that I hope is in the movies that it's not related to the comic books, but just I hope that they do with this movie is give us a character that we haven't seen in the trailer yet. <laughs> yeah. Give us something. Like a surprise yeah. character in this movie would be so much fun. Have a Doctor Strange cameo, Daredevil, or if, if uh, they, Iron Fist. What about uh, something like really, like really big? Would that work oh, for you? Um, bringing Captain Marvel to Earth to to set him up to pass the bands to uh, Carol Danvers would be really cool. That'd be really cool. That would be cool. Fuck it. Throw a Nova. But, That'd come out of the oh, field. Oh, yeah, Nova. <laughs> but I think they're going to save those for Guardians. I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Uh, Nova Core is kind of a hit. They're going to save that one for Guardians for sure. But I wouldn't be surprised be... if um, Marvel is Star Lord's dad in those. Oh, yeah, I could see yeah, that for mm-hmm. sure. But to what you were saying, it would be cool if there was something really big that they've just been holding on to. Like, right. It was Spider Man, but then they didn't hold on to it anymore. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't want there to be this, like, surprise B, like, C list hero pop in and be like, oh. Well, like, they want to. Yeah, they might suit up someone like Speedball or Nitro that we don't care about at all. Right. Like, well, then it'd be another Quicksilver situation. Like, here he is. Oh, he died. Aren't yeah. you sad? We no? blew it. No, no, no one's sad. Like, damn it. Even if they just bring in Hank Pym or something dumb, it'd be exciting. I'd be okay with Hank. Yeah. yeah. I still want to see Hank suit up at some point. I know they're oh, never going to do it, but I really want to see him suit We're up. We're supposed to just be happy with him wearing the Scotty Lang looking Ant Man suit. Yeah, no, I, I want, I want in Hank the, Pym uh, in his yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Yellow jacket. Well, yellow jacket was the villain. So what's he going to wear? He doesn't have to have the big pointer things. Oh, can I talk he about should. one thing that I know they're doing in the movie that I'm super excited about? <laughs> is it about a super big guy? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's pretty spoiled at this point by the toys and the IMAX aspect. Yeah. But we're going to see Giant Man. I'm very upset about that. Not that we're seeing Giant Man. I'm totally cool with that. But I mean, it was so hinted at with the Thomas the Tank Engine thing getting really big at the end. I of know. Ant-Man. I know it's been hinted at, but I was and we hoping knew it was that, coming. I hope they're saving it. I was hoping they're going to save it for Ant Man and Wasp. Oh yeah, um, fair enough. Which is, I mean, it's fine. And then when they first said, I was really afraid they're going to kill him like they did Goliath, just to show the gargantuan uh, cemetery scene. That was such a good scene. <laughs> Goliath got killed as a big man, and yeah. and they had to bury him as a big man. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> They had, to, they had to buy like what, like thirty-seven <laughs> plots of land. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So with that, I think we should wrap this thing up. Is there yeah. anything else anybody really wants to mention on this thing? Oh, what do you think the after the credits uh, are going to tease? I. I think the obvious my, my answers safe are, answer is Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, and yeah. Black Panther. 
my hopeful answer, I know they're not going to do it, but my the one that would really make me excited is if it's somehow Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah. They have not told us who Carol Danvers is yet, who's playing her, but at the end, say, like, Katie Sackhoff, I know it's probably not going to be her because they're <laughs> yeah. mad at her for saying that I have the role. Um, she spoke a little too soon, but if it's somebody like that, it's just like, hi, I'm Carol. Like, give me, like, a hi, I'm Ant-Man moment. Yeah. Um, who? What else is on the docket now that Inhumans is off that they could tease? Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel... Isn't Captain Marvel? Uh, I mean, Black Panther's in the Black movie. The Panther. only one that we have not seen anything of that's still coming up is. Is there a character we haven't seen or talked about yet? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so unless there's somebody new in the movie, I, I mean, I don't know what else they could do. But I think, honestly, I, what you mentioned earlier that I think would be the most cool thing that they could do is if they killed Captain America post credits. Oh yeah, the post credit scene being the shot that killed actually kills Captain America. Yeah. I mean, it had to be short and quick. And that would be oh, pretty, what the fuck. That would be pretty it, daring. Actually. There is. I have one more speculation I want to talk about. Who is going to pick up the shield after this movie? Winter Soldier. They've already hinted at it. You don't think it's going to go? Uh, no. So you don't think it's going to be a little tease that Winter Soldier has it for a second, and then it's uh, Sam Wilson? No, I think they'll go with Winter Soldier. For the, I, I think hands down, Infinity War Part One is going to have a different Captain America. Yeah, and I think it'll be Winter Soldier. All right, okay, just because they've already shown him like the foreshadowing of him holding the shield right. in Winter Soldier. No, I totally think. I'm uh I'm on the Falcon on this one. I don't think so. Because it's I think Civil War keep, Part Two. Yeah, I think Team Falcon. Yeah, team. <laughs> I think they want to keep Falcon as Falcon. We'll see. Which is fine because I think he does a great job as Falcon. Uh, so I got this fun shirt. This is Civil War from the um, Marvel Collectors Court box, and fun. It came with a little two pack of uh, Iron Man and Captain America Funko Pops, and mm-hmm. I, it came with a little card insert that said it was originally gonna be Sam Wilson Captain America, but they scrapped it at the last second for production reasons. Or maybe because Marvel told them that they have plans for that. Or maybe because Marvel told them that it's the wrong Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I'm, I'm Black Panther in this discussion. I, yes! Neutral party. I was gonna say Spider-Man too, but probably not. Because they hinted him holding the shield too. Yeah, oh my god, my shield is broken. <laughs> Uh, I do think it's fun in the comic books that um, you know there's all this talk about who's worthy to pick up uh, Thor's hammer. Um, I think there's a little bit of like. There's a worthiness that comes along with picking up Captain America's shield, even just for a moment. And there's yeah. been so many times in the comic books where Spider-Man does that. It's fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So with that, I say we're going to bring our first hypotizer slash full after the hype episode to a close. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be our last half and half episode after mm-hmm. this. We'll just do the hypotizer stuff. Um, and we're still figuring it out, too. We're so still I mean, figuring it out. It's still yeah. kind of it's a flexible thing. Um but yeah, I'm a, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what works, what doesn't work, uh, and what you want to see more of. What and ideas, you, yeah. Yeah, what do you want to see us talk about? Like, is there something you're hyped about that you want us to talk about? Oh, please talk uh, yeah. Talk to us about what you're hyped about. Yeah, that's what we want to hear. We're here to talk about hype mostly after it, but on Hypertizers, it's all just hype. Any time is good time. Yeah. Um, so for a closing thing, I'm going to say, what is the next movie you plan on seeing? Uh, after Civil War? No, no, no. Uh, if you're going to a movie today, yeah. like, what's the next one you're going to go see? What came out this weekend? I don't even know. I was going to see The Jungle Book last week, but I'm, I can't decide. About yeah, if it, were, if it were today, I'd go see The Jungle Book. I'm actually going to see The Jungle Book tomorrow. The oh. Jungle Book! Yeah. <laughs> it's we're, across the table. Jungle Book has the hype. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've heard it's great. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It looks really, really, really boring to me. But, but Bill Murray's in it. Bill Murray's in some... He's also in both of the Garfield movies. Did you see the Garfield movies? I saw the first one. Oh. I don't recommend it. I did not see the <laughs> I wasn't going to. You can spoil that if you want. <laughs> no, I'm all right. <laughs> Does he eat lasagna? <laughs> 
and eight Mondays. That's Tuesdays in this one. They went way off the book. Oh, oh, goodness. They pulled the rug right out from under us. Those dang reboots. <laughs> okay, so thank you again for everybody. Thank you for Ryan and John for coming out. Sure. There we go. Okay. Bye. Bye.